Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show. And a very good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. And he is... Justin Rust. We have a guest today, Justin Rust what from the Journal-Gazette Times-Courier newspaper uh, is here with us. Appreciate you coming in today, Justin. No problem. Thanks for having me. There you go. Joe Willis, uh, hopefully uh, you uh, are prepared. I appreciate you, uh, your guys' support the last couple weeks for me. I've had some personal issues. So over that, we're back to uh, the Sports and Media Show. And of course, the big story is, of course, it's Super Bowl week. The Vikings aren't in it, so I guess, you know, I could say it every year, though, so the Vikings aren't in it. But yeah, big Super Bowl week, and... The Boston media is uh, in a frenzy with, with Goodell there and everyone, and I guess they're always in a frenzy from following them on Twitter. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just haven't been that excited about it, to tell you the truth. I never get that excited of, like we talked the other day about how <clears throat> even the day of the game we'll watch a little bit before the game. I've one Actually, the most interesting thing I heard, maybe that's my dorkiness of sports <laughs> media, uh, is they had Rich Eisen on Mike and Mike the other day, and he was talking about um, – his his relationship with Stuart Scott, yeah, and and that was really revealing about how some history of ESPN and why it was going on there. I thought that was interesting, but I, I've read all the stuff about Tom Brady and Goodell. I mean, how do you feel on this? I'm, I'm the same way. I'm I'm anti-Patriots anyway, but just when it comes to this, it's you know it just gets so monotonous about it's the same storylines, and they're so trained now. The athletes not to say anything dumb this week, and nobody really did say anything dumb. Falcons were are about. Possibly the quite the boringest team in history of, of media day. They they must have went through schooling. Do not say anything, and they didn't say anything. And Brady didn't say anything. And you know Goodell did his media day yesterday and tried to deflect some of the tough questions. Uh, I guess the biggest question I thought he kind of maybe you know maybe half the truth was he said he hadn't heard about Barstool Sports as uh, being uh, their media pass getting uh, suspended by the at the Super Bowl. And I'm thinking he had to know that he's the commissioner of the football. He's the commish. Come on, uh, we need we need Charles Barkley suited up. We can talk about that in a minute, but that's what we need. It's Barstool Sports, so I'm not too disappointed by them. They're yeah, Bleacher Report. They're out there until they start. Like last night, the whole big thing is we have Pat McAfee coming in. They got him to retire from the NFL, and Pat McAfee was just shooting off his mouth how he wasn't an All Pro, and now he's going to Barstool Sports. I'm sure he'll show us media members. Yeah, that's what he said. He's gonna. I can't even say the words he used, but he said he was gonna show us all. So I don't know. I, it, it just the Super Bowl. I just get just get to the game, and let's get it over with, and then see what happens and move on. It's it's not as big. I don't. The game I think, is, continues to get great ratings, but leading up, I'd be curious to see what the ratings are. I don't know how many sports fans are really, unless you're a Patriots fan, and you want to hear this same old, same old from from Tom Brady or maybe even Belichick or, or Falcons fan, who really cares? I, it, it doesn't seem near as exciting this year. I actually do care. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of get, I kind of look at all of them, because it's not the big teams we're all expecting. I think a lot of people wanted the Packers. I think a lot of people wanted certain teams, like you want the Steelers, you want the Patriots, you want the old school ones. The Falcons haven't been there since knocking off the Vikings in that great NFC Championship game, and no one really thinks about them. And But you look at it, you got Matt Ryan's a great storyline right now. Julio Jones is always overshadowed because you look at Odell and all of them, they all talk about everyone else. And But Julio might be the best wide receiver out there. How has this defense gotten there? They were 28th ranked in the NFL in pass defense, and they shut down Aaron Rodgers. Um, they finally figured out a pass rush with Vic Beasley. And there's just a lot of factors over here. That I, I just don't think 
are fancy for a lot of for a lot of media to want to go to, so they're not going to dive in. They'll say the Matt Ryan stuff, but this is the Matt Ryan legacy game. And I, I like Matt Ryan. He always says the right things. He's not in trouble. I like Julio Jones because he's not out there punching field goal posts or <laughs> or nets or whatever and saying stupid stuff. He's always out there. And they've pieced this team together right really well with Blank and bringing in the right coach with Dan Quinn. I'm really... I'm really interested in this Falcons team and what, and what they've done in the past couple seasons. I, I, I'm not disinterested. I'm very interested in the game. I think it'll be a wonderful game, and yeah. I think it has all of the plots. I'm just saying I don't care about talking about it for a week yes. or two. It's, yeah. it's not that I, I just don't get caught up in that. Because you're really excited about some of the insider stuff, and if you're in sports journalism or a deep fan, you do care about that, and I think we all do. But, you know, I, I just don't see any of these great storylines. It used to be you didn't have access. It was a big deal when we were growing up. Um, I, I just don't see – I'm not that compelled by it. I mean, I, the game, think, yes. The talk, what do you – I mean – I'm tired of sports. Even when this, my team's in the Super Bowl, I try to avoid these two weeks because it just drives you nuts in some way. And I know a lot of people love it. But we have such access, and, and we, you know, you can tweet to the athletes and they'll respond back now. Right. It's not near as, you know, special anymore. I, I, maybe because we get older. I don't know. Uh, I just want to get to the game. And because Media Day is a big joke. Like Media Day has been a joke for like 20 years. Like Ever since Doug Williams got asked, how long have you been a black quarterback? <laughs> it's it just like, it, it is a joke because you got people running around asking Tom Brady to marry them. And these press conferences, you got fake Tom Brady running around. It, it's just a big old circus. It's not really diving to anything. So you have to catch them again to have to actually get a real story. And it's, it's just... And they're worried. They're looking to prepare for the game. They're not worried right. about what stories are out there. And yeah. it's the NFL doesn't control that well anymore. Yeah. Imagine also if before the World Series this year we had the Cubs and the Indians. You know, had you had a big market team like the Patriots and the Cubs, and Cleveland a media market team like Atlanta. Uh, if we had a week leading up to that, that would have def- that would have taken a lot of the momentum out of it. I just don't know that we would have cared about that even. I know. agree. I think there's too long of a wait. You got the two extra weeks. I get you need that to prepare, but why don't we do two extra weeks in between the AFC and NFC championship games? Yeah. Like, give them two weeks to prepare for that. We don't need a month. Like, look how uninterested you get hearing everything for the championship games in, in college football. Cause you have a month in between. It gets old after a while. Yep, it does. The other big sports news the past week, Brent Musburger called his supposed last game uh, uh, this week with uh, Georgia and Kentucky, even though I think he's going to go work for that new Las Vegas sports entity once it gets up. The and sports right book? Now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, but Brent Musburger, though, I mean, for me, I remember growing up with him on CBS, on the, uh, you know, and, you know, it was cool. I mean, he was one of those guys that you've spent 40 years of your life watching sports with, so I got nothing against him. He's, he's not my favorite of all time, but obviously he's part of the American landscape of sports. Your thoughts? Well, he's a professional. He's always been a professional. I think the last few years the problem is is – he said some things that probably were interpreted as being um, sexist. Well, yeah, definitely yeah. sexist <laughs> or creepy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, you know, with uh, talking about the, the the girlfriend in the Alabama game, and and also the thing about mixing a couple of, uh, I guess maybe a month ago now. And, yeah. um, you know, there's a time where maybe you need to step away, and I think none of us recognize it. You know, and maybe he did. But now he's going to that sports book, and if he, he doesn't want to retire ever, and I admire that. But Well, if he can stay in Vegas um, and work out there and not have to you know, travel around the country, it probably would be better for him. Yeah, sometimes people got to remember. I, I was just recently rereading John Madden's first book, and he talked about once he got to 100 victories in 10 years, he goes, I'm done. <laughs> you know, I don't need to do this. Let me go on to a new challenge. Um, and, and everybody's different, so nothing wrong with, with Musburger being there. Um, I, I think it's we'll miss him. Because oh, yeah. he's been part of our hey, background of, yeah. and nostalgically, but it's probably good for him to leave. 
Uh, what's the challenge for John Madden doing tough acting to acting commercials? <laughs> tough acting um, to acting. What's the over-under for Musburger actually retiring here? What's the betting line? Does Vegas have that out there? Because that, that seems like the perfect Vegas betting line. Cause well, I, I think for sure when, that, when that Las Vegas yeah. Sports Network pops up, he's going to do some work for them. Yeah, and I don't think sure. he's going to be full-time. But I think if a, a big college basketball game is in Vegas or Reno, he, he may go do it. But he's not going to travel. And I don't blame him. He's probably – why would you want to travel around the country with all the, you know, with all the hassle that causes when you can just do it in your hometown and enjoy life. Because I think one thing that he did like about the travel was the fans. Um, it always seemed he was good to the fans. He'd always hear stories about how they'd meet him for the games. When I was in Waverly, Iowa, this was about it was about two or th- about two months after the whole Catherine Webb thing. And one of the kids there was going to Iowa State at the time, and he he got this big old picture of Catherine Webb, and. Uh, Got down there, and, and uh, I think it was Iowa State, Kansas, and he went down and, and got Brett, Smugger, Brett, Brett Musburger to sign it. And he said, she's a perfect 10, Brett Musburger. And, and he got a picture with him and everything. I talked to him. He said he couldn't have been any he, – he was as nice as he could be. He's like, really great about the whole situation. Joked about it. And he always liked the fans, too. And he, could, he, he seemed kind of like a fan who knew what he was doing. And the betting line stuff was always great. You know, he'd always, he'd always say, oh, that shot may have – Altered the betting line, but he's also good calling the games. You know, I. I you are looking yeah. live. Yeah, exactly. You're looking live so at Hilton Coliseum. Yeah. You're looking live in Pasadena. Like, he just, he always seemed to be, he always seemed to like the game. That's what I always appreciated. Yeah. Okay, Joe. Though we picked the first couple subjects there. What's on your mind? You, Joe always brings that that other side to these uh, to these uh, sports and media shows. Well, so. I mean, I'm really interested um, about this whole discussion between Barkley and LeBron James. Um, I don't really care about some discussions, but um, I guess it's because it it also talks about journalism, which is Charles Barkley makes a comment about LeBron James, essentially saying he's one of the best players, but he's being whiny because he's not getting all the players. So then LeBron James comes out with with a response saying, recounting all of the things that Barkley has done in the past, you know, throwing a guy through a play glass window and everything. And Barkley responds going, okay, he Googled me. He found some stuff out. He knows what I've done in my past there. And, and, and you know, yeah, they were kind of stupid. Uh, but I stand by what he said. I didn't say, he, he says that LeBron's one of the best, but he says he's a whiny young guy and he needs to get over it. And the thing that, that I've noticed is that everybody's so thin-skinned. We see it in the political arena where if you say anything against me, Republican or Democrat, people are coming after you. But we see it in athletics, too, is that we can't ever have something. I love Charles Barkley. I love the fact, I don't agree with everything he says. I agree with a lot, but, but not everything. But I like the fact he's candid. We need more people like Charles Barkley. And I think LeBron James is definitive of the young athlete who can't have anything said against them, and they start getting defended. You know, as a journalist, and you know, you practice this all the time, if you say something negative, even if you don't, a parent or somebody will take it as if it's something yep. negative. It's just like, okay, deal with it. It's just some words or some spoken words. Let's go to the next thing and talk about it. I mean, what do, what do you think? I almost I usually try to disagree with you, Joe. But no, I, I I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, Barkley, I love what he says. I don't always agree with him. I think sometimes he says stuff to get attention. This, I think he was being honest. I think what LeBron said about needing a playmaker on a team that just won the NBA championship and that's he, three playmakers and he's the biggest playmaker of them all. I I, I thought that was a a poor choice of words on on LeBron's side. And I understand why Barkley said it, and I understand what LeBron did. He was defending himself, which we all do in those situations. But uh, what you said is perfect, and you're more of a journalist than I am when it comes to those things. And I think you hit it on the nail head. I like to hear what Justin says. This goes back to Michael Jordan. 
Uh, if anyone remembers in the early 90s, there was a book, I think it was Sam Smith, The Jordan Rules. Yeah, oh, Chicago yeah, Tribune. Um, the sh- and, and that outlined all the times that Michael Jordan was complaining to Jerry Krause, you need to get this player, you need to get that player. And all of them were Michael Jordan's friends, who James Worthy was one of them, um, that he always wanted to have on the team because the North Carolina buddy of his. It's going back to that. And today's day in social media, just think how Michael Jordan would have been blown up for all those comments, same way. And he never got those players, and he still won, won championships. And I agree. Charles Barkley said the right thing. And LeBron James has been coddled since he was 17 years old. He's, he's been the guy since he was 17. He was the next great one. He was the Sports Illustrated cover. And he's gotten everything he wanted. I want Mike Miller. Why would you want Mike Miller? I want Mike Miller. Okay, we'll bring in your... Yeah, I, I think Mike Miller brought some more things to the team off the court for LeBron than he did on the court because that, that guy's a little weird. He did he, his shots not really there. He's still in the NBA actually, which surprised me. But, I didn't but, know but you know, but LeBron, I mean, I admire him for a lot of different things. Yeah. He's 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 helping young people in in. He Akron. doesn't get in trouble. He doesn't yeah. get in trouble. He's married. All the, I mean, yeah. he, and I I've I've known people interview him. Says he's just very professional. And everything. So. Uh, to tell you the truth, I was kind of surprised by this. I was wondering. I, yeah, I was. Kinda... I, I, I thought he was above that. I really did. I mean, LeBron James is the best basketball player in the world. You know, with all regard to Steph Curry and some of these others, um, he's the best player. Why does he need to get in an argument with? I wonder he, with if it's Barkley? just because they've lost a few games. He's kind of in a bad mood. This is the dog days of the NBA, leading up. To oh the yeah, you're break, trying you know? to get through these to get to the playoffs. To the, and so maybe he just you know every once in a while we all have our bad days, and somebody says something and it just agitates you and he lipped off. You know. That's, I'm but, guessing. But he I, just, he just very... doesn't need it. He just, I mean, oh, I, I, but I know when we're in a bad mood, there's no logic between yeah. what we're saying. But don't get in an argument with Barkley because you're going to lose because Barkley's funnier. <laughs> and Barkley has but, a platform. And he has a platform that's yeah. even better. But LeBron is also very good at playing the heel. Um, he's a very he's a big WWE fan. When he went to Miami, he said for the first year, he they basically played the heel. They wanted to play the heel. They wanted to play the bad guy. Then the next year, they're saying all the right things all of a sudden. Right. They're doing all sure. the right things. Sure. He went from churning heel to churning back. I think he likes doing that sometimes. I don't think he's doing it now. But when he needs to, he knows how to turn that on. And he went after Barkley because he's he, saying – you have no room to talk, and LeBron has done everything right. I think, what the worst thing he's ever done is accepted a jersey when he was 17 years old. <laughs> but this is, but the thing is, that's all sort of this argument going off at. LeBron James went to another one. Parkley was never a whiner. <laughs> he just wasn't. I mean, he, he you can say a lot of things that he did wrong, but he wasn't a whiner. And and the concern I have when I see stories like this is I can, I get concerned for young journalists who are going out into the field that they're now going to be f- afraid. There's going to be a chilling effect anytime that if I say anything negative, this person won't talk to me. And yeah. frankly, if they won't talk to you, that's okay. You can still do your job if people don't talk to you. You don't need these people to do your job. It's, it's just like the White House. We're not going to talk to you. Fine, we'll find it other ways. If LeBron didn't want to talk to me and I was covering the beat, I could still cover the beat. Of course, you want that to happen, but I'm worried about these young journalists being afraid to ask tough questions. Of, I, I see it here at, at, at EIU. I see it at you know, Alabama. I talk to people. They're always afraid that they're going to lose access, and you don't need access to do it well. There you go. Good say. The other thing I, I thought was has become a media event is college football signing day. Oh boy. It seems like NSD. Yeah, NSD. There you go. It seems like ten years ago. I'm like, what's the big deal? And then I have to admit, it got me yesterday. I I was on Twitter when I. What was the it, What was the recruit that got you? Oh, 
this is one of the greatest names ever, Charleston Rambo. Charleston Rambo. Is, awesome name. Is that an awesome name? Not the best name, as you said. There was a guy from Iowa, I think, quarterback. His name was Vanderboom. Imagine saying that as an announcer. See, see that's Vanderboom. the thing. Vanderboom. That, that, I mean, I have growing, a terrible Growing up voice. in Northwest Iowa, Vanderboom is like a normal name for yeah. me. <laughs> but Illinois State got the best name. Which one? Kobe Buffalo Meat. Oh my God! Is that awesome? You gotta love that. Yeah, and it got me. I was listen. I was watching your tweets for Easter, and I was watching Illinois. I'm obviously an Oklahoma Sooners fan. I was watching that, and, and I was like, and then I'd look up, see if the kid was really good, and so, you know, it sucked me in, and now, now, now I was a fan of National Signing, and the media loves it because it's on a really weird day. Huge money maker. Yeah. I mean, you've got rivals and 24 seven, and oh and there's breaking God. news in that. Yeah. Uh, uh, 24-7 CBS Sports, which are owned by each other, or CBS owns 24-7 basically, they bought Scout to, They bought Scout me, uh, Media yesterday. So Scout is now a part of this CBS 24-7 umbrella now. Really? Yeah. Because 24-7 is pretty much a compilation of all of these combined. Yep. And th th we, I work for, you know, uh, Land of Ten, helping them, you know, as an editor. And the writers did, last night were talking about how the rankings keep changing. You know, you can get one yep. through five stars, but no games have been played there. Um, the, the thing that's funny about me, I don't know, now that you're sort of into it, and I know you do a <laughs> whole lot. He's big time, yeah. Um, is these rankings. You're, we're ranking 16, 15, maybe even 15-year-old kids, 18-year-old kids, one to five oh stars. Gosh. Come on, please. There's no way you can tell. I mean, it's it's a convenient way to judge somebody. Oh, we got exactly. five five star. Yeah, but who knows? It's like you've you've been around middle school sports a lot, and you know some kid who may be six foot two who's out there. You go, oh, he's a center. He's going to be a stud. Never goes another inch. Yeah. And then the five foot four kid suddenly becomes a star. We don't know what these kids are going to do. It's fun, but let's take it for what it is. It's mm. it's yep. you know it yeah. doesn't mean much or anything. How, and you know they're doing some of these rankings based on where they're from. Why is this Texas wide receiver better than this Louisiana wide receiver when Louisiana has a track record of per capita putting more people in the NFL than Texas? Because they're better coaches. They're taking lesser talent would be the argument, right? Yeah, exactly. See, for me, Texas is overrated in the recruits they have. If you're from Texas, it's like you automatically get another, another bump up. If you're from Florida, well, this person's from Florida. They automatically have to be fast. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> Whereas you look at, like, Ohio, Louisiana, those two are really consistent some of the people they put out. No one really wants to look at a Michigan recruit and be like, this guy's great. And that guy's from Michigan. This Georgia DM, look at this guy. He's from Georgia. Well, they do it based on location and talent and some. And I look at some of these guys, and it, it, it's true a lot of the times, but you're overrating some of the guys because of where they're from sometimes. So. And nobody knows. Nobody knows the background yeah. of these kids, what they're going through, what their goals are, whether they're going to work. When they get to college, it's a whole new lifestyle. So Whether, yeah. whether they can make it there. Because there's yeah. a kid from uh, southeast Missouri State who his, his mom works two, uh, two to three jobs. They, she's got four kids. And he started a GoFundMe so he, could, so he could buy a car so he could get to SEMO. Because right now it would be really hard for him to physically get to SEMO <laughs> from Kansas City because he's working right now. He's saving up for a car, but he started to go fund me, and a lot of the CMO boosters helped him out there and, and such. And uh, That seems like an issue in itself. <laughs> I, I, I was kind of wondering about that last night too, but I think it's perfectly fine since it's go fund me. So, you know, sometimes – Maybe. You know, well, you know, well, that, that's going to be the next big issue. I You're think, right. You know, if, if this was uh, – instead of being southeast Missouri State, if this was Alabama, yeah, yeah. they'd look into it. But, there you go. but I think Alabama's got a pretty good car dealership. It is – but I'll tell you what. It is fun. Oh, it is. Yeah, you're right. It is fun, but you have to take it for what it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody knows. I mean, look at well, look at the Super Bowl. As much as we dislike girls, I dislike Tom Brady. He was a six-round draft pick, and he his rating was one of two. Antonio Brown, one of the yeah. best wide receivers – 
with Central Michigan, a six-round draft pick. So you don't know. What was Jimmy Garoppolo? Which goes, goes to show that if he was a two, it really was the deflated football. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jim, Jimmy's going to be – Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the highest – him and Tony Romo are going to be the two guys everyone goes after. What were they coming out of high school? Jimmy wasn't ranked coming out of no, high school. No, a lot school. of them weren't. They, no. they, they just didn't like, have it. Tony wasn't. Like, it, it was – Actually, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And Garoppolo, they thought where they were going to move him to a new position when yeah. he got to Easter at first, remember? Yeah. He was going to so, be a running back or an H-back. I would like to see what um, – Carson Wentz's ranking was coming out of high school because I don't remember it being that high. Yeah. Easton Stick, who's now at North Dakota State, I don't remember that being that high for him. And if you want to, if you could guess, what was the FCS team that had the highest ranking yesterday? Well, I think I think Ohio State was number two for uh, for for the bowl, not the FCS for the for the bowl. And then I think Alabama was eight. Were they one? Alabama and Alabama and, uh, and Ohio Ohio's, State were Michigan one, was two. four, I think. Yep. And then when you look at the FCS level. Uh, two four seven does that too. You have to scroll down a ways. For right. It. But if you if you could guess who who's the top FCS school in the two two four seven rankings? McNeese State. I'm gonna go Jacksonville no, State. I have no idea. Not even close. Where? It is Austin P. A team that hasn't won a game in two years had the highest FCS recruiting rankings. So but, you wouldn't but, get this in any sports and media podcast. Right. Think about exactly. That. And and but and Austin P also has the best chant ever at a game. <laughs> Let's they go, do. P. They do, they do, All right. and All they right. do have a new coach turning things around. But you'd think McNeese, you'd think no, I, North Dakota yeah. State. Well, McNeese I, I for no years were, were, were was or even good. Eastern so, Washington, or yeah, somebody Eastern right, Washington, right, right. and such, and, and everything State. going there. South Dakota State, University of South Dakota had another really good recruiting class. They've they've never made the playoffs. So it's just plus no one cares about South Dakota. That's another thing there, right? Well, oh, no game right. Started, hey, no I don't know. I, 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 you say that's that, about I, as useless as Iowa. You, you know, know it's like, <laughs> I was, I was. See, I was going to the University of South Dakota when when those schools made those jumps, and I was shocked. I am shocked they're having the success they are. But even North Dakota State, like you would not have been able to tell me they they they, they would have had all this success. So I, I can't I can't I'm, I I it sounds funny but it, it actually I was surprised. I thought they'd be back in D2 within like 20 years. So. All right, one final thought before we're out of here. Uh, the Cardinals, uh, St. Louis Cardinal baseball team got their penalty this week yes. uh, for the 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 hacking of their employee. They got they lost two draft picks and a 2 million dollar fine. Appropriate or not appropriate, Justin Rust? Appropriate. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's the integrity of the game. I thought it was. You I don't, don't go hacking into somebody else's system even by mistake, and no one does that. Um, you don't. You don't do something like that with having a really harsh response. And this is really big. This is a big deal. The money, not so much, but the draft. Yeah, picks. two million dollars. But like two a draft parking, picks. Right? That's a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There you go. Well, aren't the Cardinals a team that stockpiles first rounders, as they always say? That it's the Cardinal way. Well, they do. They do an excellent job. They really they, do. They, they do. But now they should have these draft picks where it shouldn't matter. And, you can't start a whole hacking thing, and they, they had to come down. Or and plus, else the two guys got fired yeah. immediately too, yeah. and they'll never get a job in the industry mm-hmm. again. Well, one's not getting one for a while. He's in jail for forty-six months. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can you can hack from the from, hey, uh, from hey. jail. Okay, yeah, they give you a Wi-Fi right. in the movies. Justin yeah. Russ, appreciate you being here. We're gonna yeah, have you on coming. a few times a year if you don't mind. If you come back, thanks for coming. Sounds great. Thank you for having me, Joe. Thanks for uh, doing what you do and keeping us promoted and all the stuff on Facebook. Uh, you've done a great job, and we'll be back next week yeah, for the Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. I'm Justin. Everybody have a great day. We hope you enjoyed the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports.